0: Hey buddy, it's me, Jenna Valente, the host of the Sea Change podcast, and I am coming at you today with a short episode about the government shutdown. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and we are clearly not a high budget podcast here, so I have to insert my own cheesy sound effects. But speaking of budget, we are now nearing the end of week three of a partial government shutdown. We're around 800,000 federal workers, or 25% of the federal workforce, remain out of work or are working without pay if their role is deemed essential. And additionally, tens of thousands of people that are working for federal contractors are also out of work. And as I record this, we are in the midst of the second longest shutdown in U.S. history, with the longest shutdown on record lasting from December 5th, 1995, January 6, 1996, when Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich and President Bill Clinton went head-to-head over taxes. But if you're listening to this on Saturday, January 12th, or later than that, and the government is still shut down, which I really hope it isn't, but if it is, we are now experiencing the longest shutdown in U.S. history. Insert foghorn sound effect here. Um, And because of this, I figured I would dust off the trusty old microphone, which is totally just kidding. I'm totally just kidding because, uh, for regular listeners, you are likely well aware that I am keeping myself quite busy recording episodes of my coastal advocacy show, the sea change podcast for you. And I think I'm more likely to wear out my microphone long before it ever collects dust, but I digress. Uh, okay, so let's do a quick rundown on the shutdown, which, uh, just as an aside, there have been many times, and I don't know if any of you have done this either, but there have been many times where I've typed the word shutdown and then accidentally typed the word shit down instead, um, which <laughs> maybe that like, gives you some insight into my subconscious and how I really feel about the whole situation, or shall I say situation. Um, And on that note, I will see myself out now, uh, because you all deserve way better humor than that. And my apologies, if there are young ears listening, I will do my best to keep it profanity free for the rest of the episode. So moving on, the government shutdown. What is it? So in a nutshell, this is about money. And it's about the US Mexico border wall. The money that Congress and Trump are fighting over is $5 billion for the border wall. And this is a small fraction of the overall federal budget. The total federal budget is $4.4 trillion, but 70% of that is mandatory spending. And the other 30 is discretionary spending that lawmakers appropriate each year. Um, and this is where funding for federal agencies comes uh, comes from. Excuse me. And just for a quick explainer, if you just listen to me um, say that last little bit, and are like, "What are you talking about? Mandatory spending, discretionary spending, appropriations, all of these wonky words." Uh, I'm not going to bore you to death with it, but it's important to know these things. Mandatory spending, which is also known as entitlement spending, goes to programs like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And this budget is controlled by laws, not the appropriations process. And the appropriations process, in other words, is the act of allocating money to uh, specific purposes, So discretionary spending must be approved by Congress every year um, during the appropriations process. And this is the process that we are going to be focusing on during this shutdown conversation. All right. So this discretionary budget is set and approved by Congress, and you'll typically see the president's proposed budget for the next fiscal year to come out on or before the first Monday In February, the fiscal year also just as an aside, the fiscal year begins on October 1st. just for anybody that was wondering. And right now I'm just walking you through a little bit of what the budget uh, schedule and timeline looks like for Congress. Um, But the proposed budget that you see from the president in February, really is just a wish list. And it's up to Congress to hash out and approve the actual budget. Um, And if Congress fails to pass or the president refuses to sign budget legislation before a spending deadline, which is the current situation that we are in right now, any part of the government that lacks the necessary funding to keep it operational, quote unquote, shuts down. So this year, 30% of discretionary, that discretionary spending for federal agencies was passed In pieces. And that means that it was not passed in an entire what is called an omnibus spending package. And all that really means is it's a package with a bunch of spending bills that are um, all passed as one at one time. Um, So some agencies had their funding bills passed before the shutdown began, which is why this is referred to as a partial shutdown. So all of this brings uh, us back around to our sticking point, Trump's demand for a wall. The House and Senate failed to come to an agreement on President Trump's $5 billion border wall, and the president has openly admitted that he is proud to shut down the government until he gets it, meaning that he is proud to send 420,000 federal employees who are deemed essential to work without pay, and according to a report from the Senate Appropriations Committee, that includes, but is not limited to, 41,000 law enforcement and correctional officers, up to 88% of the Department of Homeland Security, and 5,000 Forest Service firefighters. And that's just to name a few. Again, I want to make note of that and make that clear, Um, which are all people that I think we can agree on that we, we want well taken care of, we want rested and provided with the capacity, support, and pay that they need and deserve to keep us safe. In addition to that, more than 380,000 federal employees are furloughed. And furloughed is really just a fancy word for being sent home without pay, which as an act in itself is not fancy at all, but furloughed is this fancy word that we use for that. Um, In that same commerce report calls out that furloughed employees include about 86% of the Department of Commerce staff, 96% of NASA employees, 52,000 IRS workers, and 95% of housing and urban development employees. And not to forget, this is really important, that all of this is happening during and following the holiday season. And these are human lives that we're talking about. These are people that have to pay bills, and they have to sustain their their well-being, their family's well-beings, um, and they have mouths to feed. And the president is refusing to budge over $5 billion for an unnecessary wall. And here are just a couple of examples of how this is translating into real life. Um, And again, this is not a finite list, but this is just a few that I pulled out. So with trash and custodial services suspended, conditions in our pristine national parks and protected lands are worsening. The National Science Foundation stopped reviewing grant proposals. The Interior Department isn't accepting new Freedom of Information, uh, the Freedom of Information Act requests, so FOIA requests, Um, The Small Business Administration halted its loans to small businesses, and the Food and Drug Administration has suspended uh, routine inspections to U.S. food processing facilities. So this is impacting uh, agencies and people in different parts of our societies far and wide and in many different ways. So now that we've walked through this, you are probably wondering what is next and how does all of this end? And that is a great question. Well, there are negotiations happening between congressional leaders and the White House that are at a serious impasse and don't really seem to be going anywhere at the moment. The Senate potentially will consider taking up legislation to end the shutdown and continue wall negotiations when the government reopens. President Trump has threatened to declare a national emergency at the border so that he can build a wall. But from my understanding, there are quite a few legal obstacles and a gigantic wave of congressional and public pushback that would be paired with that decision. So not to sound like a total downer, um, but it's really unclear how and when the shutdown will end. Um, Hopefully soon we can reach some sort of decision. Um, So all of these hardworking federal employees can go back to work and um, resume being paid and having a livelihood. Um, And before I wrap up, I just want to take a moment to share a couple testimonials that were sent in to us from federal employees about um, their experience with this shutdown and how it's affecting their lives. And uh, I will not be sharing anybody's names or agencies or locations that they work in or work with for the sake of their privacy because reaching out to us with um, their testimonials, in their opinion, is a pretty bold and brave and valiant move um, and decision for them to share. allow us to share this with our listeners. Um, We are so appreciative and so grateful of this, um, but we want to make sure that we're protecting their privacy as well. Um, So one listener said that the government shutdown is starting to affect my government contractor job We are being forced to use our PTO um, or paid time off in order to cover company costs. Even though our funding has already been secured, we are being told to go into negative PTO balance if necessary with no repayment. And then another listener said, basically, after the shutdown starts, you have a few hours the next day to go into the office and collect your things. They send you an email with guidance, and you are not supposed to log in at all after that. You have to check the news every night to see if you can come back into the office the next day. You don't get paid, you can't take leave, and you have to wait until the government is back to see if they can pass legislation to pay you for the time out of office. You can apply for unemployment, but that's not a great option. As a Fed, you have to get approval to have a second job, so if you're not already approved, that can be tricky. And additionally, you need to read the policies about that to make sure you're cleared to even work a second job. We work with partners outside of our agency, so we aren't just put on hold, so is everything else. I'm not sure what happens to the funds promised to other agencies outside of the federal government. It's basically like a waiting game, and all of your life keeps going, so you have to pay your bills and everything, so that can be stressful. Just imagine that every year there are multiple chances that you, you just can't go into work the next day, and you have to wait to hear when you can go back in, all because some other group of people can't get their job done. It's crazy that every year they can basically hold your job hostage over things that have nothing to do with our jobs because they can't agree on a budget. Congress sometimes waits until the last minute to pass the budget, or not, as some type of tactic, and it's getting old because people's livelihoods are at stake. And when we get back to work, we are going to have to work hard to catch up and meet all of our deadlines because they generally don't get extended. And many things that could be delayed include rulemaking, grants, and things like that. So thank you to our listeners that sent in those testimonials. Um, We really appreciate you and your insight. Um, And we would love to hear how the shutdown has impacted you, whether you're a federal employee or you're impacted um, by this shutdown in some other way. So please contact us on Facebook or Twitter at Coastal News Today or the American Shoreline Podcast Network that's on Facebook. And then on Twitter, we are at Coastal News 365. And if you have yet to do so, please subscribe and review. Um, we will continue providing updates as we learn more about this. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.